Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We always honor and cherish this opportunity to come to you. We're excited, Stephanie, about Proverbs. We're excited about Proverbs 3. We're excited about finding wisdom, seeking wisdom, and being in that right place. Or from yesterday's podcast of uh, that we walk in the way of good men, uh, that we're upright so we can dwell in the land and, and, and God can perfect us and we can stay with God forever. And And uh, I'm excited, you know, very familiar verses here in Proverbs chapter 3, a couple of my memory verses from within the first few weeks of accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior uh, over here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I mean, these are memory verses. These are things we... Uh, we memorized, we talked about, we were excited about, so uh, it's pretty cool to be talking about them today. But uh, with all that in mind, Stephanie, catch us up with your family and stuff. So uh, we're recording this. It's about October 15th as we record this, 2021, and what's going on with you? Well, Doug, we are just, um, the kids are in the midst of school, and a week we leave for Florida So the kids are pretty excited about that. So Lord willing, um, a week from today, we will be headed south to where it's warmer. So that's, you know, that makes you pretty happy when you think about it. And I'll be heading to Florida as well, so I'm pretty happy. Yeah, yeah. So um, everybody's, um, our our red-bearded dragon isn't doing very well at the moment. So we're praying he lives, that he doesn't die on us um, my little boy would be absolutely heartbroken so um, we're not sure what's going on there so anyway hopefully going to get him into the vet um, the day before we leave um, if there's if he can make it that long and anyways but that's a, a little bit of a trial going on for our family now because Caleb loves that lizard <laughs> so that's a pretty big trial and uh and the problem is these lizards don't last long. We had them in high school and stuff. They're just a, they're a one-year pet, you know. And uh, the red-bearded are not supposed to be that way. They're supposed to be a lot hardier. Um, and we have been so careful with this thing, but um, your other one uh, bit the dust. Our other uh, one, yeah. well, it bit the dust way, way sooner. But um, yeah. anyways. So just, yeah, that's something I'm praying the Lord will. So join us, folks, in praying about that. That'd be, it'd be just brutal on the Wesco family, and especially Caleb. It's his little creature there whom he loves and, and cares about, and uh, just, you know, just that kind of thing. So um, pray about that. And so we're looking forward to Florida. For those of you listening in Pensacola, we know there's like 300 of you folks out there. We'll see you soon. We're coming your way. And uh, we look forward to see you. So Debbie and I and is going to meet up with Stephanie and her kids. We're part of a missions conference down there. And then uh, Stephanie's dear friends, my friends, the Hicks, are coming down as well. So uh, we're all looking forward to being down there for a week and a half or so and, and hopefully serving God in a meaningful and wonderful way. And so pray about that as we do that. So we transitioned from the book of Psalms just a few days ago 
into the book of Proverbs. And in Proverbs, we have a different feel. The book of Psalms was all about praying to God, was all about being on our knees and worshiping God. And actually in Hebrew, they would uh, they would chant things and sing these prayers to God and, and, and be part of that. And then we come to Proverbs, and Proverbs has this different feel, this feel of you know, have this wisdom, don't be a fool. And I don't know about you folks, but we don't want you to be a fool. And part of that is you might be a knucklehead if, and we, we do the, you might be a knucklehead if, uh, thing just to make sure that you don't turn into a knucklehead, that you don't do knuckleheaded things. So one thing that knuckleheaded people do is they live their lives on Facebook, like, uh, like they're a TV show or something. So Stephanie and I have this one Facebook friend and I mean, she announces engagements of her kids with, with, you know, a whole TV production and sets up kids on Facebook and misrepresent. It's just crazy. Don't play a movie star on Facebook or you might be a knucklehead. You're not. We don't care. We think it's nice. One line saying, hey, my kid is engaged is enough. You don't have to have a 30-minute production. And this whole, I, you know, listen, I think it's kind of cool that you announce your babies with red, white, blue, orange, yellow. I don't care. That's all right. But don't take 40 minutes and lead us up to it for a month and a half. Uh, just show the blue, praise God, or show the pink and get over it, man. I, I just, that's been on my heart, Stephanie. And I've been wanting to get rid of that for a while. We're not movie stars. We're just on Facebook. And uh, I wanted to say that. I don't know how you feel about those things, Stephanie. Well, I, they bug me. Got that off your chest, dog. <laughs> you can you, you you just release. Yeah, I you know I feel like my pulses went down maybe fifteen or twenty points. I I really do. I'm oh, just I'm just you know I'm just sick of that. So stop doing it. Stop being a movie <laughs> star on Facebook. You're not that important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We accept Facebook friend oh. request. You know, we need to drop more people, Stephanie. We got some weirdos we're following on Facebook. I'm just going to be upfront <laughs> with you. And uh, well, I agree that um, you know, I'm I'm honestly at the point I would not be on social media if um, if I was back in Cameroon, which sometimes I still wish I was. I would probably have gotten off Facebook by now, but. Um, but it's just, yeah, I, I love Facebook. If it's encouraging, if it's anything but that, I'm ready to throw it in the trash can. Yeah, that needs to be said. There's yeah. Enough other junk in the world. Yeah, yeah. Does it encourage your friends? And don't share Correct. articles from five years ago that are not significant. And we go, oh, look what just happened. Then you go in, it's a five-year-old article. You know, I think we need to have some social media savvy. We almost should give a class, you know. Uh, look at what you're posting. Is it true? Did some guy write it in Pakistan? Or is it an actual article that makes sense? Stop messing me up, man. I believe some of you peeps out there. Cut it out. Stop it. Be a decent human being, man. All right, I just want to get get that out of the way. It's, it's just been on my heart. It's been hurt. My pulse is now down to 69. I want to point that out to you guys. You guys, thank you for helping me. Thank you. And so we talk about whatever we want in the second segment, food that's right with God, books that's right with God, places to go that's right with God, all these things that are right with God. I want to tell you the most important place to go is your local church. That place is right with God. And uh, if you're not in a good local church, what have we told them, Stephanie? If you go into a church and the, the pastor covers up sexual assault and there's all kinds of weird things, get out. Find a good Thanks. church and serve, man. 
You, you don't have to go to a knuckleheaded church. And listen, you don't have to be a knucklehead to your pastor and the peeps and the wives and the kids. You get to be a decent human being. I mean, be a decent human being out there. You know, if you don't like your pastor, you don't like his wife, leave. Praise <laughs> God, you don't have to stay there. Man, yeah. I, I worked for a jerk for years. It was the worst part of my life. So I'm just telling you. And that wasn't in the army. I'm talking about in the ministry, man. <laughs> in the army, people were uh, more educated and more professional than this dude. But anyway, just get away from it, you know? And yeah. uh, uh, that's all I'm saying, Stephanie. I mean, I mean, do you think I'm being too hard? I think we've got to trust in God with some of these things. I, I think something like trust in the Lord with all thine heart is going to come into play here in just a minute. But well, uh, yeah. we were talking out, I was, I'm talking to some ladies last night we were working on, um, they had me on one of their podcasts for an interview, but anyway, we were talking about this very subject. Wait a minute. Are you podcast cheating? What's that all about? No, man? no, no. It was just an interview for a, you know, like special uh -oh. segment. Um, uh -oh. I I'm not going to, I'm not, Hey, I'm not judging you. I, I hey. tell you when I go on other podcasts, I just want to be upfront <laughs> with you. All right. all right. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but we were talking about the whole, the whole, we were talking about narcissistic pastors and, um, you know, that's why God's given us local churches. You may need to find, and it's not that we go to a church that makes us all feel lovey-dovey, but we go to a church where truth is preached and where truth is lived Yeah. By, in the church. And if truth is not being lived, and I mean truth according to the word of God, not truth according to their mouth. That's right. If truth isn't being lived out by the leadership and their pharisaical hypocrite yeah. of life, you need to leave the church. That's right. If you're a pastor and you're not practicing what you preach, get out. We don't yeah. need you, man. You're fired. We don't want <laughs> you. You're no good. Take your narcissistic ways and pack up. You're a moron. You know, if your kids drive by your church to go party on Sundays, you're doing something wrong. It's time. It's time, yeah. peeps. It's time to practice what you preach. And, Listen, we love you like a relative. We just, I, I'm sorry. I, Stephanie gets me off on these tangents and this whole podcast cheating thing. I mean, it just struck me out of nowhere. It just came out of the blue. So I'm having to deal with this a little bit. So the best thing we could do, my I'm friends, is sorry. hop right into chapter three. I have to send you flowers or something. No, no, it's, it's okay. It's all right. I'm going to get by. I'm I'm going to get by. I'm going to have to go buy a $17 a pound steak here in a little while. That's, a, that's the only way I can get through today. Yeah. So here we are on a very serious note, but listen to, you know, uh, ladies, gentlemen, listen closely to what Stephanie just said. There's so much pain and there's so much hurt and, uh, talking about on the podcast, how, you know, what these narcissistic people can do. Stephanie knows just like I know, and many of you know firsthand how painful it can be to be under somebody who's a narcissist. Um, and it's, it's debilitating Stephanie. It's, yeah, it it's, really is. it takes your breath away. You know, it ruins families. It ruins marriages. And, and I think that's part of the devil's design yeah, when, when he gets people to be a narcissist. I, I do. Yeah. I, I believe it's part of the devil's design. I hate to say that, but that's yeah. just the way I feel about it. I feel like, Hey, this is, yeah. Anyway, yeah. here we are. Uh, we're in Proverbs chapter. We could talk all day. We, I, it's still hard to believe this that we come on, study the Bible together, and get to talk. You know, this is a pretty cool thing. We thank you people for listening to us. And uh, there's thousands of you who listen to us, and we never downplay that. We, 
we just love you guys. And uh, if it sounds like we're being strict with you or not, we're not. We're just trying to portray God's word and what it means and what it says and what it does in our lives. That's, that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to get that out there for you. I think that Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 are the theme verses for this whole proverb. Mm-hmm. I think 5 and 6 uh, are verses that you guys may have heard of, uh, life-changing. But we're just going to read through these first six verses. And then we're going to talk about them, kind of like this scenic view, like we always do. Just kind of looking at things and saying, God, how can you help me? Somebody with a hurt heart, somebody who may have PTSD, somebody who may be in the wrong. God, how can you help me? Uh, using this word. That's, that should be our prayer. So continue to read the book of Proverbs about 10 or 20 times, like we told you to do. And I really think God will start illuminating this book to your life. It says, my son there in verse number one, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and fruit forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shall thou, thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. And always acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Stephanie, I know you've read this, probably even memorized this, like me. Those first six verses, what... What clicked on? What did God illuminate in your mind? Well, I read through Proverbs 3 last night. It was like, whoa, you could you could be on this chapter on podcasts for about 10 podcasts. There is so much packed into Proverbs 3. Um, <clears throat> and I, did, I almost journaled the whole chapter, but it was late, and I was getting tired, so I think I journaled about a third to a half of it. But um when I read that verse one, I, I guess whenever I see a passage that starts out, my son, forget not my law, you know, these passages have been honestly taken advantage of by narcissists. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. who say, see, you're my child. It's your job to obey my law till the day you die and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And when I read this, it almost make, it almost doesn't terrify me. But when I was reading this last night, it was like the Lord said to me, Stephanie, you had better live a life that when you tell your children, forget not my law, they know your law isn't your law. It's the word of God controlling your life. And there's something powerful here that, and Solomon, if anyone knew what it felt like to fall away from God's law, it was Solomon. Oh, yeah. When he wrote this, he was obviously in a place where he was walking very closely with God. Yeah. And he's not, he's not commanding his son in some like narcissistic, you better do what I tell you to do way. He's, he's trying to reach the heart of his son. Yeah. And he's saying, don't forget the law of God that's made a difference in my life. And it's not about our law. It's about the fact that Solomon, this was inspired. So you're dealing with the fact that Solomon's law, his commandments, the guidelines he was seeking to give his son were such that they were filled and overflowing with wisdom from above. And that really struck me last night, the power behind that, that when I'm challenging my children to do something or to do something I've told them to do, 
or I'm giving them guidelines? Are they based on my preferences? Are they based on, you know, my selfish goals? Or are they based on the word of God and seeking that my children would find favor yeah. and good understanding in the sight of God and man? And, and there's so much right there, like you're saying. I mean, coming right out and saying, hey, don't forget the law. Uh, you know, uh, Solomon's given his advice to his kids and coming right out of the shoot. Don't forget God's word, the law. Don't forget that, mm -hmm. you know, cause life's going to stink if you forget that. And, yeah. and, and I mean, Solomon's coming right. And I'm with Stephanie on this. There's just so much meat in Proverbs chapter three. And there's, you know, and, and folks, those of us who are hurting, those of us who are going through tough times, the first thing we do is forget the law sometimes and forget God. We get so hyper. We, we, we do these crazy things. And it, it was just a short while ago, I got a call from a lady who, this guy said, I'm a witch. I just put a spell on you. And this lady went crazy, drove across town a hundred miles an hour here in town. And just, you know, this, and I'm like, well, slow down. Greater is he that is in you that is in him. Nobody can put a spell on you. If you, if you're saved, your heart's sealed with the Holy spirit of God. This is just a bunch of junk. And, yeah. uh, but when we forget God's law, when we're, uh, when we are not keeping his commands, when we're doing the opposite of what Solomon's telling his kids, uh, we're going to have that short life. We're going to fall to everything that comes along. We're going to ride the fence. And when you ride in the fence, you're going to fall off one way or the other. It, it's it's going to happen. And uh, and so I think that's what we're getting at here. And, and, and in verse 4, and I think we're going to just, I think we're only going to go to 4 with this, to be honest with you. But if you three and four, let's look at those real quick. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So thou, uh, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So, you know, here's Solomon saying, don't forget God's laws. Write them down. Know what they are. Chronicle. Stephanie's chronicling. Chronicle stuff. And, and why do you think Solomon's saying that to him? Well, Solomon, of all people, knew the weakness of a man's heart. He knew the the power. You know, he had had David for a father. And so Solomon had seen up close and personal. I mean, look where Solomon came from. You know, he came from a union that was originally um, born out of adultery. And so Solomon knew that, knew the power of walking with God or the destruction that would come from not walking with God. And I'm sure David had poured hours and hours and hours of wisdom and history and his own mistakes and failures and had challenged Solomon what not to repeat. And Solomon learned from some of those lessons and didn't from others of them. But when, when he says, bind them about thy neck, I almost get the idea of let, let mercy, God's mercy and God's truth control where you look. Let God's mercy and con truth control the direction you go. Our neck, you know what our neck does? Our neck controls where our head is going. It holds our head straight. If our neck is broken, what happens? We die. So the truth, the power, I mean, you don't always die. Obviously you, you survived a neck breaking, but, but it leaves you damaged. If your neck is damaged, um, I have not had a broken neck, but I have had severe issues um, thanks to my husband's murder and thanks to an accident, car accident. So I have a damaged neck and 
it affects your entire body when your neck is messed up. And Solomon knew the power of the neck. And he's, he's saying, bind this, let it, let it control, let it protect, let it be that, that shield, if I can put it that way, around your neck. And then he says, write God's mercy and God's truth upon the table of thine heart. Yeah. And I almost think of an engraving process. I think of like when God wrote, you know, wrote himself on those tablets, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. That's the idea I get here of engrave God's mercy and God's truth on your heart. And that's not going to happen by osmosis. That's going to take work. That's going to take effort. It's going to take diligence. But if you do that, God, you know, I, I, I firmly believe Joseph had to have done that at a young age. Daniel had to have done that at a young age. David did that at a young age. They, they had engraved God's truth, God's mercy, who God is. At a young age, they started engraving who he was on their hearts. And I think of the song that says, plant thine own image yeah. deep on my Oh, to be like thee. And we will not be like Christ. We will not be changed into his image if we are not engraving, writing his truth and his mercy upon our hearts. There it is. And I think there in four, you know, there's so much good that'll be added to us if we do these things, if we trust in him, if we write down these commandments, if we live that life, if we follow God's law for our life. Thank you, Stephanie. And just as we wrap today, I got a great song from you from our last album that just God put on my mind, I Rest in Your Love, a song written by Stephanie and performed by Stephanie here in a minute. But I just want to say to you folks, listen, if there's anything we can do for you, uh, we sure do appreciate you. We love you. Look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits and uh, make sure, make sure that you drop us a message. Listen to everything Brother Eric's got to tell you here in just a second. Brother Eric's going to talk to you about salvation and uh, what you need to know to be saved and, and those things and how they can help you. It's very important that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the one thing. And we got great news we're going to give you on tomorrow's podcast. Set you up. We're having a very special day around here on October 30th. But anyway, here is the Stephanie Wesco written song performed by Stephanie Wesco, I Rest in Your Love. child give me your each expectation wait on me my plan is best come to me and give me your burdens trust my love and i'll give you rest lord here Treasures laid up in heaven is gain. 
are higher than you can imagine. Watch me fulfill your heart's each desire. Delight, my love, I never will leave you. Though it's hot, I'm here in the fire. I'm making you a vessel for service. My one wish is to make you like me. Be transformed into my image. A sacrifice I want you to be. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. 
Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.